This interview might be among some of my favorites I have ever done. I always find it a complete joy when I get to speak with people who understand the power of one's mindset and how it directly relates to achieving your full potential. Hey Slay Nation, it's Heather, co-founder of So She Slays. And in this interview, we talk with Tanisha. She's the author of the book, The Big Stretch, and her firm was named by Forbes as one of America's best PR firms of 2020. We pour heavily into the steps everyone needs to take in order to start thriving instead of just surviving. So you are here to speak about how to thrive instead of just survive. And I think that's a huge thing, especially right now. Um, It's a huge topic because I feel like everybody, you got two people coming out of this like pandemic, right? You got two types of people. You got the people who are just like barely squeaking by, they're doing everything they can. Um, and then you have the people who are, you know, worked during the pandemic, saved a butt ton of money, and they're doing just fine. So I guess for me, it's I want to reach those people who are really just going through it right now and, and how to switch up their mindset. You know, let's let's first before we dive into this deep, let's first establish the difference between thriving and surviving. Absolutely. And and I want to say, Heather, first, thank you so much for having me to be a part of this podcast. I'm super excited. And for all of the listeners, hey, I truly understand <laughs> after what we've experienced in, in the last 18 months or so, um, you know, I, I totally can relate if you kind of are, are, are on just the cycle of just trying to exist. But I really do believe there's an opportunity, even in the midst of the challenges, to change that perspective. So to survive, um, to survive is to continue to live and exist in spite of an obstacle, right? And so in spite of um, you're making it and, and you are striving to exist. But thriving, to thrive is to prosper, To thrive is to flourish. And, you know, what we want to talk about today is the distinction between the two and what are some things that we can do to move us into a thriving mindset in spite of the obstacles. Right, right. And that's, I think, too many people let their mindset uh, determine their success or what they do in their life, right? Right. So we've established the difference between each. How do we go about establishing patterns mm-hmm. to, or, or even asking questions in ourselves? Like, am I really, you know, I just imagine somebody sitting on a couch listening or something. It's like, okay, am I really surviving? Am I thriving? How do I know, how do I know the difference mm-hmm. of where I'm at? Mm-hmm. So I'll start by saying this. Um, when we recently, my marketing firm, we were honored for thriving in the year of 2020. And I will say in the midst of the pandemic, the things that we were doing, it wasn't even thinking we're doing this from a place of ultimately we want to thrive. So I do want to talk about some of those things um, first, because I do realize that many of the listeners I want you to know I was with you from like, it's time to survive. (laughs) Um, So starting out, number one, I always encourage 
um, all of my followers or, or my what I call my dreamers um, to be well aware that any dreamer that is living their dream, they have actually tapped into an ability to fight. So I talk about, you know, it's important to know and almost welcome obstacles so that when you are faced with an obstacle, you're not just paralyzed and you stop, but you almost realize that a part of your dream journey is going to come with, you will have to fight obstacles that stand between you and that dream. And so when you know that, I want you to embrace the dream warrior in the inside. So when we have that first hiccup, you know, as, as we get ready to continue to move through 2021 and hopefully all of the listeners, we're going to start setting some new dreams. Um, but I want you to know that obstacles are going to happen. Now, did I think a pandemic was going to happen? Uh, no. Um, <laughs> but I don't think anybody saw that one coming. <laughs> but I was pretty much in tune with the fact that I'm a fighter. And so when those things happen, I want you to dig deep and be willing to fight. So, you know, if you even look back over this past year, for me as an entrepreneur, I had to fight the battle of like, how do I move a company from a physical location to 100% remote? Um, I had to fight the battle of, you know, how do we continue to run the business in the midst of receiving some contract cancellations? Um, how do we build a team culture when we no longer even see each other? And I was completely surprised at how many obstacles I could actually take on and actually plow through those obstacles. So I, I feel like I got my muscle strength up that it, it made me stronger. And so if you're listening, take time to even give yourself kudos because that means you also ended up having to change your life, work from home. If you're a mom, you know, maybe you had to all of a sudden work from home and be a parent, you know, a working teacher. Um, so many things were thrown at you. And I want you to even look at the mindset of I'm stronger than I knew. Like I, you, you have a huge lesson coming out of this is you're strong. And so whatever that new dream or new path is that you want to do, that's evidence that, hey, you're strong and you can do this. Um, so that's one thing. I'll pause. I have some more. Uh, but I don't know if you have any comments on that. No, no. I mean, I think uh, I think in general this past you know year and a half and even, even now in, in present moment, you know, we're all nervous we're all kind of scared um uh, still i mean we're all wanting life to get back to what it was um but also you know to reflect back on what you said we i think grew so much so much as a person yeah just as an individual um throughout this whole thing uh i w i challenge people to you know think of yourself you know, pre-pandemic and then post-pandemic, even though we're still a little bit in it, you know, um, and really challenge and look at yourself and ask those questions of like, you know, how have I changed? How have I grown? Mm -hmm. uh, what challenges did I face that I had no idea what to do about, but I was resourceful enough to figure it out? Um, you know, and I think a lot of times too, is it takes those big moments in life uh, for you to really find out just how strong and resourceful you are. Mm -hmm. 
And even, I love where you're going with this, Heather, when you say kind of reflect back on the year to see what it taught us. Um, building upon that, I think there's a huge opportunity to really get real with yourself about your happiness level and your satisfaction level in life, personally and professionally. So, you know, if you were on cruise control, just surviving, I think what the year taught us is life can change in the matter of a second, you know? And so... It's, yeah, for us, what was it like two weeks? Yes, all of a sudden right? the world just stopped. Like the whole world stopped in two weeks, yes. And so knowing that and knowing that we can see now how quick everything can change, the question that I will have for the listener is, you know, how happy are you and how satisfied are you in your profession? Um, are you really doing the thing that brings your heart joy? Um, are you moving upon a path that you feel that you're able to operate on purpose based upon, you know, why you feel you're here on the planet? And if you're not, then let's start mapping opportunities to get you on that path. Because if you're just going along and you know in the inside that something's not quite right or you know I'm not quite fulfilled, this would be a moment to shift from surviving to thriving and be willing to take that risk and that chance um, on going after what you want. Life is now. And I, I definitely, I've been there. I worked at um, IBM Global Services for five years and, you know, from the outside looking in, which by the way, I want to say this, IBM was an amazing company. It just wasn't the, the, the role for me in terms of aligning my passions with what I was doing. And, you know, what held me back was it was a good job, security, a great salary and society, you know, from the outside in, it was like, hey, you made it. This thing, you know, you should be really, really happy where you are. But I had to be willing to do a true internal assessment to answer those tough questions of, yeah, everybody else thinks I'm supposed to be happy, but am I really? Mm, key question right there. Uh, because everybody, you know, you strive for that nice job with the benefits and the retirement. And, and you know, you don't, you don't want to have to... I know there's a lot of people who just don't want to have to think about that kind of stuff and they're very comfy and they've built a life and, and you know it's not necessarily something that they're passionate about and I would kind of want to go back to the question that you asked yourself like you know are you ready to step out of surviving and just go into thriving um, I feel like there's so many people out there who are legitimately scared mm -hmm. of that don't even know how to prep themselves to take that first step mm -hmm. because that in itself that leap of faith that risk that you know whatever it is you want to refer to it as it's scary it is so scary um how did you do it I mean, you did, you, you were just, you were telling us about IBM, you were cushy, you got, you had some security going and then you took a leap of faith. So, um, so the, the title of my book is called the big stretch. And my definition mm -hmm. of the stretch is 
the journey that will be required of you to meet the best version of yourself. And that journey usually is a distance in between your comfort zone and where your dream is. The dream is always going to be outside of the zip code of your comfort zone. Um, I've had a chance to interview over 200 iconic dreamers and Heather, I promise you, this is a universal truth amongst all the stories is at some point there's a dreamer, they have this idea, they have this vision, they desire for more. And it's a decision that has to be made. Do I stay in what I know? Do I stay in the land of familiar? Do I stay in in the territory that I'm very comfortable with? That can be your job. That can be the city in which you live in. That can be your friend circle. Or do I, what you said, take that leap or stretch and expand outside of the comfort zone? All of them had that question. The mm -hmm. difference is the great dreamers say yes when the question comes. Now, it does not mean that it's going to happen in the absence of fear because the fear was also a universal truth. So right after the vision or right after the calling, right after the thought, maybe I should be thinking of doing this versus this, right after that thought, right, is the feeling of the butterflies in your stomach, the nervousness, what are you thinking? And there's usually a natural desire that wants to cling to what you know. And so, oh, of course, mm -hmm. of course. And so being in tune with that, when that feeling comes to say, hey, I can recognize what this fear is about. I can recognize that, you know, it's a natural feeling for me to want to stay in land of familiar. However, I'm unwilling to let fear make this decision for me. I'm going to step out in spite of. So you almost have to get comfortable in a good relationship with fear that it's there. And, you know, as you stretch over and over again, it comes. And even to this day, I've been on a dream journey for 17 years. So when I drove out of that IBM Global Services mm -hmm. uh, parking lot that day, I'm, I'm telling you, the, the fear was there. I had the voices. What are you doing? What are you thinking about? You have no idea what's next. But I kept driving forward and I allowed fear to be there. 17 years later, there are decisions that I'm contemplating today and fear is right here still. Oh, man, are you serious? Are you thinking about that? You're, you just got comfortable again. So it's a constant. The fear has been here every step of the way whenever it was time for an expansion but here's the thing is it gets easier to deal with yeah. after you've done it yes you know it's that it's because i i i have the same mentality about fear you know um about everything that i've tried in my life everything that a lot of people including family members were just like i don't know heather like are you sure um and it's scary it's very very scary to just kind of you know give it to god let the universe you know just happen and um it's scary to relinquish that false sense of control um but i think with when it comes to fear and when and when people start dealing with fear it's always the first time that's going to be the hardest yes um 
But what I encourage people, or at least what I do for myself, is I always reflect on that first time because I made it through the first time. Mm -hmm. Or even I reflect on any part in my life where it was a little challenging or a little scary. And, you know, where at that moment in time, I thought things were done. I was done. You know, wherever I was, in, in, in either in a relationship, in a business, in a whatever, I thought I was done, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm still here, so obviously I am not done. Um, <laughs> so I always implore people, I'm just like, look, go back to those times, you know, when fear starts creeping in and you want to, you know, take the safe route and be secure and be safe to take the time and, and say, you know what, I did it once. I can do it, do it again. again. Oh, I love that. Okay, Heather, you just gave me a tip. I'm writing that down. <laughs> Use the evidence of the past in your life to support you in knowing that it's going to all be okay. I love that. I love it. Well, I mean, it's all right there in front of you, right? I mean, that's 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 the beginning of the mind shift change. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not letting your, your gut instincts and securities and reactions dictate the type of life that you want for yourself, right? Regardless of, you know, business or relationship or whatever it is that you want, you're not letting that fear have that power to control you. I mean, that allows you to step into the thriving, right? Yeah, yeah. Another exercise um, that I, you just made me think about this, that I've done a lot is um, I'll do the worst case scenario in my head. So I'll say, okay, let me just play it out. And I'll give you the example with IBM. So I was like, okay, you leave IBM and you you are not able to find an opportunity, all right? You don't find another opportunity and your cash goes low. Your cash goes low, you lose your place, okay? Then it was like, you lose your place and you ultimately call your grandma and ask her, can you stay with her until you get on your feet? I do the worst case scenario. And in the end, guess what? I'm alive. I have my right mind, which means it's a new day and a new chance and you can always start over. And it kind of takes the power out of like, okay, this could happen. This could happen. I almost go through it and then allow myself to say, you know what? If that's the worst thing that can happen, how bad is it really? And mm -hmm. yeah, so I've done that mental game quite a bit before where the worst case scenario is not worth the reward of what if it works out so that's another thing yeah. too, as well yeah i mean I, I again like i i do i do that same type of exercise with myself i'm like you know anything scary or any big change you know it's always like what's the worst that's gonna happen <laughs> you know but i also think it's about trusting yourself yeah. like i think like in your in your story in your journey you trusted yourself Mm -hmm. You know, you, you trusted the fact that no matter what, you were smart enough, competent enough, resourceful enough to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people don't trust themselves. Mm. Yeah, you got to you know, give yourself I, I don't more think credit. They, they put that, that power, they give themselves that, that credit and that power. Yeah, and that's important. Um, the the working relationship with yourself when you're in a dream journey, and almost building. It's there's a phase in my book where I talk about the importance of building the mind, body, and spirit of a dreamer, 
and mind, that's making sure what are you putting in your mind? Does it support you in moving in the direction where you see yourself evolving to? And almost like being protective over everything. Like is this social media feed feeding you? You know, when you're scrolling Instagram, are you being inspired or, or are you comparing yourself and you, you get off Instagram and you feel worse? Like pay attention to what is fueling your mindset that gives you energy and makes you believe in yourself. You need to do more of that when you're getting ready to go on the journey. Um, who are the right people? You talked about, you know, sometimes even in your family, right? Yeah, networks are huge. The people you surround yourself. I don't think people understand how much power the oh. people you surround yourself hold. So much so. And and knowing, and, and, and sometimes you can have someone you're very close with that they are unable to see the vision that you see for the vision in your life. Even in that case, you have to be protective of your dream, even if it's a close family member. Because if you're sharing that and the person is not reflecting back to you possibility, that's a very dangerous place. So you need to know and craft who's your dream champion network. Who is that person when you call and say, hey, let me run this idea by you. They already see the best of who you're becoming and they're reflecting back to you. Heather, you totally could do this. Let me tell you why. And they're giving you the evidence and they're giving you the points. And, and you hang up from that conversation thinking, I got this. Those are the individuals that you need to name your dream champion. And that's where you go to protect your mind and to fuel yourself with that positive energy that, that it's possible. Yeah, of course. And, and the thing is, is like, I know a lot of people are just kind of like, well, what if it's not realistic? Or are these people just telling me these things? You know what I mean? But I think because I, I've talked to people before who are just, you know, they, they have all the potential in the world, but they have like the wrong people around them. Mm -hmm. And they are a little bit of energy suckers, a little bit of dream killers. But they're also masking it under the term of reality. Oh, I'm, I'm being realistic. Mm -hmm. I'm being practical, you know. And if you're a dreamer, that's <laughs> the most annoying thing in the world. I'm not trying to be practical, okay? Dreams aren't necessarily practical. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to need you to help me, <laughs> you know, to achieve this thing that I want. Um, and so I always implore people, I'm like, take a look at who you're confiding in. Yeah. You know, who are you going to when you're feeling low and you need a little confidence boost, yeah. you know? Um, because I know from my own personal experience and a lot of times the, the dream killing and the naysaying and all that kind of stuff, it's not necessarily someone coming out and saying like, you suck, okay, mm -hmm. or you're horrible. It's more of their fear, again, fear, um, it's their fear of, you know, what could happen to you or what yeah. might happen to you. You know, it, it's the intention is really loving and it's good, but it's not on you to own their fear mm. of what could happen. Oh, that's so good, Heather. <laughs> um, I, I think you really sum it up nicely. I have, um, I always give this example. My grandmother and I, um, we were so close, like best friend type close, unusually close. Um, and although, you know, I know she loved me so much, 
I called her a dream bully. Now, let me explain to you. <laughs> I realized early on that this isn't a place where I can trust my dreams because whenever I would share an idea of expanding, she would give me advice from her experiences in life. And she also would give me advice that was really grounded in protecting me because she loved me so much. She didn't want me to get hurt at all. So when I said, hey, mom, you know, grandma, I'm thinking about leaving my um, my job. She's like, are you crazy? That good, good, good job and the benefits that you have. You know, she couldn't even fathom. You know, what do you really to be honest with you, Heather? My grandmother passed away and she still I here I am. I've been working for myself 17 years and she still would tell me, will you call them and see if they give you another opportunity? I'm like. The company's thriving. It was on in Forbes, Fast Company. Like, how much more do you need? <laughs> she went, and so the point is, you're correct. Her intention was basically really grounded in love, but it was from her experiences. So I couldn't trust that my vision could be held through the lens of those experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all making, you know, those types of, we're all giving advice and making decisions based off, our, based off of our own experiences, our own life exposures, you know, our own perceptions of things. And I think that just kind of goes back to your point of really focusing on who you're surrounding yourself with and who you're confiding in. You know, make sure that there are people that, yes, love you, yes are going to be realistic with you but truly understand your vision of where you're headed and support you in that mm -hmm. um there's a difference you know you and i i mean like i said from my own personal experience there are things that i can't go to certain members in my family about especially if like shit has hit the fan mm -hmm. and i'm just like oh my gosh <laughs> this is too much um I can't go to that one person to vent and release or whatever, or, or to have my process because I uh, know myself well enough that my process is if shit hits the fan, Heather freaks out first, and then she goes into fixing it mode. Okay. But she has to freak out first. <laughs> <laughs> that is my process. Um, and I have accepted it. And others who know me accept that as well. <laughs> but then I have other um, people that I'm close with and that I love and, you know, uh, best of intentions i can go and i can you know freak out and then they're in fix it mode for me well then you should have done this and and you should go do this and and maybe you shouldn't have left that job and maybe you should it's like that is not what i'm trying to hear right now yeah. okay i can't freak <laughs> out and then have you like come in with this naysaying attitude so again like you really have to surround yourself with people who are like okay they know you well enough to be like all right this is your process i get it mm -hmm. freak out then let's go fix this thing okay <laughs> yeah and i'm so look how cool is it that you're self-aware enough that you can say okay heather i'm gonna give you your freak out moment but i know well you know i know we're gonna get on to it later i love the fact that you're that self-aware <laughs> You know, I, it's taken a long time for me. And, and, you know, I have a wonderful mother who is definitely, like, she is a no bullshit person. She is definitely a straight shooter. And so I grew up with someone who was just giving it to me straight all the time, was not sugarcoating anything. Um, 
and it, it it definitely made me you know ask those types of questions of myself so to kind of go back into this book of yours that we're speaking <laughs> about um I know that it's just not surviving into thriving that is in your book. What other things do you talk about? Oh man. So really the it's the the whole basis of the book is to ensure that the readers are able to identify what is their dream for today, not your dream of the past, but what is your dream that you want to work on now? And then provide you with a step-by-step guide to move it from dreamland into reality. So almost think of a 90-day boot camp for a dreamer. So for me, um, there's a lot of inspirational stories in there and I wanted it to be inspiring. But my ultimate intention was you need to work on your dream. So it could be inspiring, but you need to be in action every single week. And so it's a hybrid of different stories um, that of other dreamers, because I, I really do believe the more stories that you can learn about, you can learn from those stories. And it's also proof that if it's possible for them, it can be possible for you. Um, the second thing is the action oriented templates of the exercises that you do. It's really based in a format that helps you through a system because some people is like, you know, it's good for me to have this idea, but where do I even start? And really, it takes you through a system. Um, it's a four-phase approach. There's one phase that deals with dreaming, right? And um, there are tools that people can actually go download some of the exercises now. For it, it, it's available for no fee. So if they go over to the oh, wow. yeah, if they go over to the bigstretchbook.com, you can even test out some of the exercises in phase one, which um, is all around dreaming. There's a dreamer's profile assessment that I would encourage everybody to go take to learn something about yourself. Um, and learn Who does like learning about themselves, right? Yes. And so um, it's all about helping you identify what path is right for you. Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a careerpreneur? Should you, you know, are you more of an activist that should be doing something in the nonprofit space? Um, we want you to find a path that is right for you. So that's one phase, which is dream. The second is design. And that's where we're going to help you map out a plan um, and it's, it's basically you take that vision and say, if this vision is to come true, what are measurable goals that I can see for this vision 12 months from now? And then you kind of work backwards to hold yourself accountable on 90 day increments. It's measurable. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that's, okay. that's design. The next phase is dare. And this is where you were going, Heather, with getting comfortable being uncomfortable in the face of fear. Mm -hmm. I actually have exercises that I have you start doing small, daring steps every day in the name of your dream so that when you need to take that big, daring step, you're not so uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Um, so yeah. daring is really helping you strengthen that dare muscle. And then the last phase is do. And that's really giving you tips about how do you do the dream for the long term? It's very easy to launch an idea, but when the first you know obstacle or giant comes in your way, you have to really have that dream warrior fight in you for the long term. So we give a lot of strategies there as well. So um, 
great read, great action-oriented guide. And if you're listening today, what not a better time than after the year that we've lived to get truly real with yourself and say, I, I want to live a life where I'm, I'm actively pursuing and living my dreams on purpose. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, if you need a reason or an excuse, I mean, use this last year and a half or, <laughs> you know, use that one as an excuse. Um, and I, I want to reiterate, like, I mean, your book sounds amazing. It sounds very helpful as far as going through with each steps because I think someone like yourself and like myself who are entrepreneurs who you know, tried to do the safe route for a hot second, learned what we needed to learn, and then stepped out on our own. I think the biggest obstacle that you can come across when starting something like this is definitely your mindset. It's not necessarily, like, it is like, how do I execute? How do I do this stuff? Yes. But it's the mindset and the strategies you have to have in order to keep yourself in check to keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, and I think... Um, I want to reiterate that, you know, all this stuff is not going to happen overnight. No, like, you have to be, you, it, it's a journey. There's a reason why they call it a journey, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's no quick fixes or, or, or quick, you know, get rich schemes. And to the people who are like me, I'm not exactly the most patient person in the world. It is a virtue I actively practice and work on daily. Uh, I always remind myself that easy come, easy go, right? Mm. So if you want it, if you want it to be something that is going to be here for a while, it's going to last you, it's going to serve you, it's going to take a little bit of yeah. time. And it's going to take a little bit of effort and energy. And it's going to take those moments where you're just like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Jesus, take the wheel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh man, that's another nugget. I, I easy come, easy go, and really thinking about it. If that's the case inside of the dream journey, knowing that it's going to take time. Uh, I love that, Heather. You're blessing me with nuggets. <laughs> ah, I love no. I love this conversation. Um, so. Where can people get your book? All right. So um, you can get the book anywhere books are sold. So uh, mm -hmm. Barnes and Noble, Amazon. Um, so anywhere books are sold, uh, you can get it. And again, if you want to just go over and, and download some of the tools to start engaging, you can go over to thebigstretchbook.com. And I would love to hear the story, Heather. I was um, gonna say, I'm like, how do we, yes, how do we share stories? Yes, with you? I would love. We we should we should do something where um, we can like if, if you get the book and and you start to apply it, I definitely would love Heather to hear from from your listeners on some of their dream stories yes. and how it's manifest. Well, is there a way that they can get in touch with you directly, social media wise, or anything like that? Oh yes. Yeah. So my Instagram is at. Tanisha T-E-N-E-S-H-I-A-J Warner. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go check out her book because I'm I'm thoroughly intrigued. I always love speaking with people along this mindset, along, you know, the same type of dream journey. And I think, you know, and to the listeners out there, if you're going to start something like this, or you're gonna start anything that seems a little daunting to you. 
uh, I implore you. I mean, there's so much like information out there that's at your fingertips. Yes. All you gotta do is just look for it. And I mean, Tanisha's book is, you know, the big stretch. It's there for you. It's mapped out for you. So, you know, take the time, invest in yourself, and see where it goes. Yes, yes. And I, I want you to know, if you're listening, when the book was written, it was truly written with the intention for moments like this. So I, I love it when I hear, you know, people will come to me and say, hey, I had this idea and I got the courage to actually go after it. Um, and so I can't wait to hear some of the stories. And kudos to you, Heather. You are rocking it. Like, I know when I'm experiencing someone that's living their dreams on purpose. So even this podcast and the positive information that you're bringing to this community, thank you. Because I know that this, here's the thing, behind every great creation, there's a story. And I know that there was a level of dedication from your part. There was a level of, you had to believe in yourself. Um, and so everything that you went through to create this for your community, kudos to you. To get a breakdown of these steps on how to thrive instead of just survive, head on over to SoSheSlays.com. Please remember to rate and subscribe to this podcast. And as always, Slay Nation, thanks so much for listening.